name is Gianni Russo, a.k.a. Carlo, the infamous son-in-law from The Godfather. I'm now known as the Hollywood Godfather, and this is my story. Before all of the wins in my portfolio, I was a little boy diagnosed with polio. Welcome, everybody. Another episode of Hollywood Godfather. And this is one of our favorite shows, Pat and I love doing the mailbag. The mailbag. Find out what you're all thinking about. We love hearing from you guys, and it's all the less research we have to do. That's also a plus, okay, because we've got your emails right in front of us. And by the way, as usual, our disclaimer, I I haven't read these ahead of time. Either has Gianni. So uh, take that into consideration. and off we go from Savannah. I love that name. I wonder where she's from. Anyway. I thought she was from Savannah. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> Savannah from Savannah. Uh, Johnny, I heard that you'll be coming to Cleveland, Ohio in 2023. Would you please tell me where this event will be? Once I know, I'll let you know. I have a lot of events coming up, believe me. Yeah, I would, I would think you're going to be posting all this on the website, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. For Gianni again. Hi, Gianni. I love to listen to you and Pat on your podcast. I, I read your book and love your story. So well written by Pat. I added that in. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> uh, I've been trying Which to book? Right? Which book? The new book on you? Oh, no, this is. Uh, she's talking about. Uh, she says your story. I'm assuming that is. Oh, that is that's the, the first one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of these uh, emails might be a little bit older. We just never got to them. So, anyway, I've been trying to purchase your album from uh, from Feinstein's, but the website won't, won't let me uh, t- type in my my demographics. Is there any way I can purchase your album? Is there another way I can purchase your album? Mm-hmm. I love to hear you sing. Keep up the good work and enjoy a happy and healthy New Year. God bless you both. Where can she get your album? I thought on a website. I don't know. Uh, what's that other part that they sell my stuff? I forgot. It's not on Amazon, I would think. Is it available on I think it's on Amazon. It's on a couple of things. You know, you also, uh, those of you who have a subscription to uh, 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 Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, it'll be on one of those, if not all of them. Yeah. You know, you won't, you won't have a physical album, but you'll be able to download it. I think the album that's out there that I, I'm almost positive is out there is Reflections. Yeah. That's the one. That yeah, that's be. the one I, I believe I saw it on Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. that's with Sinatra's orchestra. He, he he lent me his orchestra and paid for them. I can't believe the guy. How many pieces? 24. Jeez. For a week. <laughs> for a week. Hello. <laughs> you got to have good projection for that, man. Guys, man, it's amazing. It was such okay, a good. So I, I, I hope uh, that was from Linda. I, I hope it works, but it's still out there. I know it because I've seen it, but only I forgot where I saw it. Been a while. Yeah. Okay, from Kenneth. Did Gianni? I watched the YouTube video yesterday in which you spoke for an hour and a half about your life uh, with Mal Monroe, kidnapped by Escobar, the JFK murder, and I must say, I find your life story fascinating. I've been lucky in life with health and love. Perhaps I could use a little bit more luck in that uh, in the money department, but I'm okay. I love. Uh, <laughs> did you he really write that? Did you read that? Yeah, yeah. No, he really did. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for telling us that, uh, Kenneth. Uh, because we were very concerned about your financial, yeah, well, health. Okay. Anyway, where was I? Okay, uh, I, I love hearing. I, I love hearing stories <laughs> like, particularly 
hearing them straight from the protagonist with the enthusiasm of someone who enjoys living life to the fullest. Best wishes, Kenneth. So obviously that's not a question. Okay, for everyone, I guess that's me and you. Hi, Gianni and Pat. Uh, looking to take my kids to eat on Mulberry Street. I haven't been there in about 30 years. What places do you recommend? I recommend La Mela. It's still the same as when Frankie C was running it. Il Cotil is good too. I mean, there's there's a lot of, but La Mela, they're not going to hit you over the head. It's old. I mean, it's 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 the best. I mean, if you ask me, I'd go to La Mela. And you know, and when you're not only talking about the restaurants that are on Mulberry Street, you know, you can go on one of the side streets and find find a gym. You know, we were talking about this before the show started. If you're going into an area where there's restaurants every other storefront, they've got to be good, all of them. You know what I'm hearing now? That and 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 just um, it used to be that way. There's a lot of people down there opening restaurants that are not Italian. They don't care about the quality. They really? just know. Well, right now the street is basically tourists, okay. and those buses are pulling up, and they're. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to. I'd still be, I'd be shy where I'm going. You ask me, I'd go to Lamella. Okay, uh, is Angelo still there? No, Angelo's burnt down. They never opened up again. Oh wow! I still got it with my father. Oh my God! Yeah. The, well, you're talking when the old everybody was running it. Now, yeah. You know, it's, well, Cotilla is uh, still good. I mean, Il Cotilla is. Yeah, yeah, I've been there many times. Uh, Luna, where they filmed uh, a scene out of The Godfather, that's moved across the street. That moved across the street with new owners, and it's they're, they're riding on the name. Really, I like that place. I always used to think when I was going in there after work with you know cops uh, that I worked with that I was drunk because the floor <laughs> was on a little bit of a slant. I mean, oh, well, they, that, the old, you took about the old one, the old one, yeah, 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 no, yeah, no. Yeah, uh, I knew that who, right away. <laughs> for those of you who don't recall the scene in The Godfather, Clemenza, uh, on his way to to, to shoot uh, Ronnie, the the uh, the driver stops at uh, La Luna for uh, pastries, and he he also sits down and eats. And the waiter who served him, that waiter served me when I was a kid. Well, that's well. He's got a he's got a a, a like a blonde red toupee. I've seen this guy; he's been a fixture there. But the floor, like. Was was concave slightly in the middle where the waiters walked up and down for literally a hundred years. They wore it they, out. They, they wore the floor. Wore it out. Yep. Yeah. How come they changed locations? They just lost their their lease or something. They lost the lease and uh, they put a novelty Chinese novelty uh, um, shop in. Oh, okay. I was, gonna, I was trying to buy that building. Thank God I didn't, because as you remember, that had the only parking lot. Yeah. The parking lot next door. And I thought that was really valuable. And plus the fact that I was born in the building. So I just wanted it. And thank God I didn't buy it. The only other restaurant that had a parking lot there was Happy's. You recall Happy's on, on, uh, on Elizabeth? Uh, Bayard, rather. What was right, that? Right across from the park. Well, uh, Happy's Bar. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah. not on Mulberry Street, though. No, it's on, it's, on, uh, it's on Bayard. Yeah. My father uh, lent Happy the money for that bar. And he had the same idea. Had a parking lot next to it. Yep. That's like gold. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, it couldn't fit many cars in it, but uh, uh, anyway, let us know. Uh, 
Let us know, Brian, how you enjoyed your meal, wherever you're going. Okay. This is from uh, Brian again. Oh, different Brian. Okay. Uh, Mr. Russo, did you ever go to Cuba as a courier for the syndicate before Castro took control? Also, yep. <laughs> also, and uh, I don't, uh, hard to read the second sentence. And uh, also, who and why was shot six times in New York? I don't get the last sentence. But anyway, you can, you can ask, you can answer the first question. Ever been to Cuba on a courier mission? Yeah, I've been there. I was there. In fact, I was there the last weekend, which they put in the Godfather. That was New Year's Eve. It wasn't New Year's Eve. It was right after Christmas. And we left before New Year's Eve because they were, Fidel Castro was closing it down. I mean, you know, Batista was, you know, our guy, well, not my guy, but I mean, I was a kid, but uh, that was it. And, you know, it's so funny, Maya Lansky's kid, his, uh, he says he still owns the Nationale, and he's trying to open it. I said, I ain't opening my refrigerator. I can open it. <laughs> I, I can mean, open it. <laughs> about it. It's, it's run by the state. It's a communist country. I know, but you're allowed there now. That's why. That's how oh, they open it. Yeah. yeah. You can go back in, but whatever. I mean, the last place I read that. That Cuba thing almost decimated the mafia, and this guy wants to reopen a hotel down there. Yeah. You know, they, they, these countries, particularly Cuba, you know, Fidel is gone, and his his uh, his brother Raul. His brother's running it, yeah. Well, until he retired allegedly, so he's out of the picture. You don't know who's running it. I would, I, I wouldn't open up a laundromat down there. My That's grandfather say, "You want to dump me money? Fold it in half and put it back in your pocket." Smart, <laughs> <laughs> very good advice. Very good advice. <laughs> Okay, from uh, Nathan for you and I, Gianni. I brought uh, I brought my father-in-law bloodshot eyes for Christmas, and he thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll point them toward the pop line next. Okay, thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. I mean, Nathan, too many Brian's. Okay, uh, with the episode on the anniversary of the Castellano assassination, it seems to me that the entire mafia seemed to know who was responsible for a hit, whether it was sanctioned or not. Are you aware of any hits where uh, the organizers were unknown and remain unknown. No, and I would never admit to that. <laughs> well, unknown, you, you know. You, you, but there's you, a statue of even known about a crime. <laughs> well, you know, the guy's got a, uh, uh, a friend, Nathan, has a point. This was a, a very poorly kept secret. I mean, after the hit, Gianni and uh, Sammy the Bull uh, went down to the Ravenite, and they're on film because the FBI's across the street. And they announced that they, they, they're digging and over. They were greeted so like half an hour after the hit, literally. Right. They yep. greeted uh, in front of the Ravenite. like and, and John organized them all. They wanted them down there. I they know. didn't know why. And was major other bosses came, and they were all kissing each other on the cheek. On outside, the street. On the street. Preserved. Yep. For posterity. So right away, they knew we did it. I mean, it was no secret. Hello. Yeah. But still, uh, and you know. Uh, John was Joe amazing. Pablo. John, uh, thought, you know what, John you know, really thought he was Teflon. He really did. He thought he was Teflon. For a while, it worked. I mean, he was buying off jurors who wouldn't be Teflon. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But when Joey Gallo got, got whacked, you know, no, no one's ever stood trial for that. Uh, and it's, it's fairly common knowledge who did it. Yeah. No grand jury. You know, those all hits. Well, you know, all those all those hits were before cameras. Today, 
Everybody yeah. took out a camera and took a picture. You're hitting somebody. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, there were some, you know, uh, really famous uh, mob murders that were never solved, not for uh, lack of not knowing who did it, but for lack of evidence. Yep. You're going to get somebody on one of these. You got to have a rat. You got to have somebody that's going to flip and somebody that you're going to believe. Well, you know that, and that's we were talking about it earlier on the other show the other day. It, this RICO Act destroyed it all. Everybody became a rat because they didn't want to go to jail, and they made deals, and that was it. The whole the whole organization, I think, I think it's unorganized crime at this point. Well, you know, we were talking about uh, the Sixth Family a little while ago uh, when you and I. That's were, our new book, just so you know. Just so you know, those of you who don't know, yeah. Uh, you and I came up with a uh, uh, with a good way, perhaps not to have anybody rat anymore, and it's in the book. Oh, so I love we're, it. Yeah. We're not going to tell you anymore, but uh, it's it's a good working idea, don't you think? I, I I'm was shocked. It was so <laughs> brilliant. I mean, yeah. Anyway, you your own family where you live. <laughs> that, yeah, well, that's something else you might want to. If if for nothing else. Uh, we we came up with some pretty good ideas. Also, those of you, as something I didn't address for a while, uh, those of you like, well, this guy just bought uh, at least one Ray Yale book, who's a uh, private eye. He's my protagonist in two books. Ray Yale is in the sixth family. I brought him back. Uh, yeah, good character, too. Yeah. So, I, in fact, I actually wanted to call him and give him condolences for Vivian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I referred back to the other books. It was so much fun writing that. It was so much fun, uh, as, as you know. Okay. Uh, for Patrick, that's me. Ah, somebody's calling me out on my uh, knocking Pittsburgh pizza. So, this is from Lynn. Patrick. Have you tried any of the following pizza places? And she she mentioned some uh, Colangelo's, Badamo's, uh, Minio's, all and Fiori's, and where they are, they're not, you know, they're within driving distance of where I am. The first two have outstanding square pizza. Hopefully, you'll be able to report in the podcast that you found a good Pittsburgh, a good pizza place in Pittsburgh. Yes, Lynn, I will do that. I will try at least one of these places. I've been looking for a good pizza joint around here for thirty years. Obviously, I'm not that good of a detective. You are. You mentioned some places, none of which I heard of. I, I want to know, but Lynn have a, an, an equity position in these places? Yeah. We do a commercial for a pizza place. I love it. <laughs> oh, by the way, that uh, that uh, pizza place that I uh, mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the uh, the owner's girlfriend called me up and thanked me. Oh, that's uh, great. For, for Jello's, I think it was. Yeah, very nice. She, he, she said uh, he'd be doing it, but he's spending two weeks in Sicily. I said, well, wouldn't I like to be there? I just came back. I mean, where do you go in Sicily? Well, I, I go I go to town me most of the time. I'm, yeah. I, mean, I have a house in Chapalou, but I never, I, there's a lot of reasons I don't go there, but um, I love Taramina. I tell you, there was, a, the, uh, uh, Taramina was featured uh, predominantly in a uh, HBO series called The White Lotus. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, yeah. It's just one. It, it uh, won a whole bunch of Golden Globes last night. Really good, but the best part of it was this, the second season, it's been two seasons so far, was all filmed on location in Sicily. That is one beautiful country. Yeah, it really is. And right I was so impressed. I want to go. They used the real hotel there, too. I forgot the name of it, but $1,300 a night, the cheapest room. You know what I'm I, talking about? 
I stay in the, yes. Terramino. It's, it's in Terramino. I forget the it's name. Right at the top of the hill. It's got a, a white steel fence around it. You walk down into the entrance and yeah, yeah. overlooking the bay. Do you recall the name? I, I don't want to say the name because uh, I don't want to right. know where okay. I stay. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. Uh, here's Lynn again. Uh, we in a different email. Dear Patrick and Gianni, it's the same, same Lynn, by the way. Uh, hope you both had a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I'm from Pittsburgh. I grew up about an hour outside of Pittsburgh and now live in Green Tree, which is right outside of Pittsburgh. As such, I've been a lifelong Steeler fan. I'm writing for you for two reasons. Wondering if either of you uh, met the late, great Franco Harris, such a tragic and sudden loss of a great man uh, this holiday. You know who Franco Harris is? No. no. She's a, a retired Steeler football uh, player. Uh, fairly young, 72. He was about to be inducted into the Football Hall of Fame that week. It was a few weeks ago. Oh, and he wow. passed away. And everybody around here, I can't say everybody, but most people in this area are rabid Steeler fans. I mean, I got oh, a yeah. friend of mine who has a Harley motorcycle who decorated it uh, with Steelers, Steeler paint. It's a $25,000 bike. And he's a walking advertisement for the Steelers. That's how crazy these Steeler fans are. Well, uh, I'm what, I, what I find really crazy, and I'm sure I'm going to get hear a lot about this. Why <laughs> do people still like the, the the New York Jets? I mean, since, I no Joe, since Joe Namath left, they haven't won anything. <laughs> yeah, 1973. <laughs> well, I, uh, I can't believe it. I know this is a real, real sports town area. I mean, you can't go anywhere without somebody either wearing a Steelers jacket or. Or something, and people come to me. They 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 stop because they, they figured it out. They they figured I must know people because my name ends in a vowel. Can I get them Steeler tickets? No, it's crazy. I mean, my, when yeah. my brother-in-law Pat Bolin bought the Denver Broncos 30, 40 years ago, yeah. I said, "Why are you buying a Denver team?" And he told me why. And I think it's the same reason for Pittsburgh. They have nothing else to do. They need to cheer. They need something to do every weekend. They're avid fans, and they're there. They're, 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 they're sold out every every game. Every game. You can't I know, get yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I frequent this gym a lot. There's a lot of people I same faces all the time. And invariably, somebody say, hey, did you see that Steelers game yesterday? And I, I said, I got to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know a football from a hockey puck, and I don't care. <laughs> the well, only I'm reason not- I did, you know, I did that great movie. I don't know if any of our fans remember this. I did a movie called Any Given Sunday, and I I got involved with it because Pacino and and Oliver Stone. We were we were both having dinner at different booths at Dantana's, and Pacino called me over to the booth and he says. You got a lot to do with football. I remember you telling me that. And I says, not not me. I said, my 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 in-laws. So we started talking about Pat Bowling. So I called Pat on the phone. He said, Why are you calling me so late? Because he was in Denver. It was already like 9 30. He's always in bed early. Mm. I said, I'm here with Al Pacino. He wants to talk to you. And I made the introduction without waiting a minute. I said, Al. Pat Bowen. I handed the phone. They took for an hour. <laughs> and eventually the movie was made. Yeah. And then the next day we were flying and they were arguing on the phone at the end of the conversation, whose jet we were going to come on. He was going to send his jet from Denver to pick us up or we we're going on Warner's jet. And we went out there and 
That was a great experience. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. 38 yeah, stars. That's a great football movie. It is. It's, it's on occasionally. Those of you who haven't seen it, see it. It's many, many major stars in that movie. 38 to be exact. Uh, yeah. Charleston Heston. We got Charleston Heston for one day to play Aglapu, the commissioner of the NFL. <laughs> one day. One day. Yeah. Yeah, great. Well, I'd I, I like to say, you know, sports just don't interest me. I mean, that's uh, it's the way I've always been. I just don't care. And that uh, leaves you sort of the odd man out. You know, people now know not to ask me any questions. Hey, this, or say, strike up, strike up a conversation about, did you see the, you know, the Steelers or the hockey, you know, see the Penguins? No. <laughs> just no. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, I, I don't know what your reasons were, but when people ask me, how come you never learned how to swim? I said, well, I never was able to balance myself when they turned on the hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When is the same thing here? I mean, I, I, I can swim, but you have to, to be a, a oh, later on. Yeah. But I mean, when you were a kid, you yeah. didn't learn how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That goes to the next book. The people who don't know, we used to, uh, we used to go to the beach on our street in front of our building. You turn on a fire hydrant. That's it. And a huge deluge of water, obviously, it got to the point where in the summer in these neighborhoods, particularly Little Italy, uh, everybody would lose water pressure because on every block, kids would turn on a fire hydrant, had these big wrenches. So they wound up making sprinkler caps so the houses wouldn't lose water. And in the event that there was a fire, because these, these tenements were fire traps, oh and, and in the event there was a fire, there was zero water pressure between uh, the end of June and the middle of September because we're all out there playing <laughs> on the fire hydrants. Well, thank you for uh, reminding me. A little yeah. stroll down memory lane. But there's more to this question. So oh. uh, after the Franco Harris thing, I didn't know him. Gianni didn't know him. I used to see him everywhere. He was just a, a Pittsburgh fixture, but I didn't know the guy. Anyway, uh, and I did for a podcast uh, episode. The role and relationship of the NFL or any other professional sports, Las Vegas gambling and the mob, now, now versus 20, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, maybe if not enough to talk about for an entire episode, and perhaps enough for uh, a, a, a segment to discuss. The mob and sports are synonymous. Hello. Bookmaking, it's called. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the, 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 the mainstay of income for the mafia always was. Always well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm finding, as, and this is something, that's a great question because uh, anybody that's out there could, could remember when they came up with the genius idea of OTB, off-track betting. And we all knew it would never work because the only uh, guys who book who are a true player of sports and bet every day, they can't go like all these now, all these I'm watching as we all are, unfortunately, on television, they have all these betting networks, but you need cards and credit cards. Bookmakers will always be on the street and you'll get your bet and you square up with them at the end of the week. And that's become the bookmakers and Shylocks at the same time. That's never going away. I can't no. believe they I can't believe they legitimized it again now. And everybody could bet. Everybody the only people, broke. The only people who don't uh, bet with a bookie are those people that Hello. bookies can't trust them <laughs> or, 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 or want to make two dollar bets or something, you know. But OTBs, you walk in uh, in, a, in, a, in an OTB storefront, it's like walking into another world, man. Every oh every degenerate. God. Uh, everybody trying to trying to give you a tip on a horse. Everybody who comes in the door, a, a guy will give you a, a, a tip on every horse in the race. 
and no. people walking in. One of them has to win. And if somebody made the bet, they're going to hit you up with some money. I mean, low lives. Right. Uh, I think well, a lot I, I remember. You remember when they, they, they were OTBs everywhere. They thought that was it. Are they yeah. out of business? They closed everyone down. Every, I, I've been in the ocean one. Yeah. No, the state closed everyone down. They didn't know who was going in there. <laughs> yeah, why pay taxes when you can see that? And why you have to walk anyway? You call your bookie up and make a bet. Hello. That's man, it. Man. Anyway, uh, you're talking about, uh, to, to Lynn again, uh, talking about organized crime and sports. Uh, it's basically gambling betting. I mean, there's, there's a science to it. There's an art to it. I mean, you know, some of these, you know, you'll always see the FBI uh, making huge gambling collars right before Super Bowl. Oh, they, parade, yeah. they parade these guys uh, on, on a perp walk into a police station, and they always say the same thing the $100 million a year betting operation. What? <laughs> you know, they always come up with these inflated numbers. You know? Well, you know, you'll see that more definitely during an election year. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. All right, from Karen. Hi, I recently finished a brilliant book called Havana Nocturne, How the Mob Owned Cuba and Then Lost It to the Revolution. And notice that Frank Costello was present in a December 1946 meeting in Cuba at the Hotel Nacional. Hello. This, this, this I just meeting, told you I was there. With him. <laughs> and a question pops up. This, this woman is fast. She heard, she heard you respond and she sends us an email in five minutes. Anyway, this meeting of several prominent ma uh, mafia figures essentially uh, sorted the infrastructure of how casinos would operate in Cuba until uh, New Year's Eve in 1956. Revolution by Castro. Actually, the Castro Revolution was 59, if I recall. Anyway, which was the, uh, the, the depicted in the Godfather 2 film. Could you please consider doing a podcast uh, regarding the mafia involvement in Cuba and especially ask Gianni to tell us anything he may have heard from Mr. Costello about it? Love the podcast. I've been a listener from the very beginning. I recommend to every, you to everyone. Thank you, Karen. Uh, Funniest thing, Karen, when we left, when we got the word what was going to happen, we went to send people to every luggage store in the world. <laughs> we may have come with one bag. We left with suitcases of cash, just fleeced all the, all the casino cages. Because that's all we're going to get out. It's how, crazy. how much past warning did you guys have? About 48 hours, because it was supposed to be New Year's. Yeah. It was supposed to be after New Year's. He was giving it up. Batista was giving it up. This yeah. was the day after Christmas. That's when we started moving money. Sinatra himself took two bags out. That, that was found out about, too. He testified, I think, to that from some committee a couple of years ago. I don't remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, he had had so much on him at that. Well, that's when they were trying to get his. Uh, he was trying to get his casino license up in Calneva, and then you know, well, we can go on. That, that's an interesting story. Well, you know, well, got it. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's not say anymore. Maybe we'll we'll uh, do a little uh, walk back in history and do a, that sh a show involving that. All right, Vinny, Vinny L. Hey, Johnny. Just watched and heard about this Las Vegas character, Buffalo Jim Barrier, that was possibly murdered back in the early 2000s. Would love to know your take on the story. It's a good one for the show. Uh, 
Uh, you may even get his daughter to be interviewed. Have, so, Gianni, have you ever heard of Buffalo Jim Barrier? In the year 2000? In the said? early 2000s. Yeah. Well, uh, news bulletin. I left Vegas <laughs> Well, maybe still. You could you, know, you hear things. You ever hear of this guy? Nope. No. Well, I'm going to look him up. Me too. Yeah. Perhaps we'll have a show on it. So, uh, Vinny, thank you, because we do act on your suggestions. And I'm going to look. Oh, yeah, look him up. I'd like to know who he is. Okay. Uh, well, we, we we ran through the lens. Now we have a Lynette. Uh, Lynette asks, uh, I, uh, I've heard you speak of Snatch's relationship with the mob. While watching White Christmas with my 90-year-old family member, she mentioned that Bing Crosby also had it involved with the mob, if she remembered correctly. True or false? The bottom line is, we talked about this, touched on a lot of times, you you had to know the mob during the, the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. They owned all the nightclubs. They owned the record labels. So, and a lot of guys went in front of different, you know, commissions and different uh, investigations, and they all said, yeah, we know the mob. They own all the nightclubs. How are you not going to know them? It's like saying you don't know Costello owns the Copacabana. Come on. Shea Paris in Chicago, all it was mobbed up. So, I mean, so these entertainers had a relationship with them because they were performing uh, at at the hotels. When you talk about somebody like Bing Crosby, uh, he was no Sinatra when it came to mob involvement. No. No. Because Sinatra was was heavily involved with them. Uh, Sinatra wanted to be, though. As I say, at least he thought he was. Yeah, Sinatra wanted to be part of the mob. He, he, He loved it. He, he actually created, I would think, he. Cre- I mean, his voice is amazing, but, you know, he, he was enamored with the mob. Always was. Yeah. He uh, almost got him in serious trouble, almost cost him his life. And if you don't know how that happened, read Hollywood Godfather, My Life in the mm-hmm. Movies and the Mob. Here you go. By my favorite authors, Gianni Russo and myself. Hello. Okay, uh, from Matthew uh, Ablicat. Oh, this was the guy whose phone number I gave you that wants to interview you. Oh, please. Okay, so anyway, uh, for those of you who are listening, we're not hiding anything from you. Uh, Matthew uh, Ablicat has a podcast and invited Gianni on the show, and he's going to do it. Definitely. We will tell you, we will tell you when. And here's our friend Lynette again. Uh, I've heard you speak about Fernandez. Oh, no, we just, we just did that. Okay, that's we're out of questions. Really? Okay. Well, I had 35 minutes. All right. Well, we need more Latin. You wanted to have us talk for 50 minutes. We need more emails. <laughs> yeah, right. just, well, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. And we got we got a lot of things going on, obviously. So stay tuned and tell your friends about us. Promote. The sixth family, please, if you will, and you won't be disappointed by recommending it, believe me. If you go on Amazon right now, there are five-star reviews already on this book. Yeah, which, we, we would we would like anybody who buys the book to give us your honest review, good, bad, or indifferent. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, reviews help a book's placement on Amazon. Uh, you'd be at the top of a page. For example, uh, you cannot copyright a book title. So uh, the title of our book, of course, is The Sixth Family. But through the years, there have been other books that were titled The Sixth Family. So there was two, right? Two, there was two more. 
was to one written in 2012, had no, nothing to do with what we did. They just used the title for some other reason. And one written in 2018, I believe. So when our book posted on Amazon, it posted after these two books. Within a few short days, we sold a, a lot of books. So now we're first on the page based on sales and reviews. So uh, if you're so inclined, if you like the book uh, or didn't like the book, whatever your reasoning is, uh, give us a review. We appreciate it. Yes, please. All right. Stay safe. Tune in next week and we'll give you some more interesting stories and our outlooks in life. <laughs> yeah. Okay, John, you have a good night and I'll see you next week. All right, my friend. Thank you. God okay. bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Hollywood Godfather podcast. You can contact Gianni Russo or Patrick Picciarelli with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website, hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com, which is where you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Godfather and on Facebook, as well as leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your messages. Good night. My kids still can't believe I sat with a saint. My life's like scenes out of a movie. I'm the Hollywood Godfather, truly. I got stories with them all. You know, celebrities, world leaders, icons. Who knows what's next for me? I'll never get too old to have a little fun. Come on, I'm Gianni Russo. A genuine one of a kind. What a ride it's been, this life of mine. And I ain't done yet. I'll be back until next time. And that was that.